Reporting the news on TV isn't just lights, camera, and action. Today, we're sitting down with Karen Campbell to chat about the ins and outs of broadcast journalism. As a seasoned TV news reporter and anchor, Karen from 13 News in Indianapolis offers an inside peek into the fast-moving world of news reporting. Get ready to be inspired as she discusses the importance of having thick skin, adapting to the ever-changing media landscape, and the power of networking. This is Career Chats with Katie and Robin. Welcome, Karen. We are so excited to have you on Career Chats today. Yeah, thanks for having me. So the very first question is, how did you find yourself in this job? Was it something you always considered doing or an opportunity you discovered later on? It's not something I've always considered doing. Uh, I remember when I was (laughs) very young, probably about the age of, of 10 or 12. And, you know, in the era of of Janet Jackson, right, I'm watching all like the concerts and the Jackson 5 and, you know, they're on TV and they're performing. And I can see the reaction from the crowd. Like everyone looks at them, they love them because of their performance. So I thought I wanted to do something, whether it's acting. Um, Actually, I did think about after graduating high school, I thought about, you know, moving to New York City to become, you know, this big famous actor, but that never worked out. So it it was always a love of, of something in television, right? What could I do in television that could, could make an impact? Uh, so I went to um, college and we know any freshman in college, you know, you're, you might change your, your major two, three, four, five times. I know I did. And I majored in, you know, child psychology. I thought I wanted to do that. I thought I wanted to be a lawyer, like all these different things until I took my first intro to broadcast journalism class. And that's what got me. That's what what sold me on that. (laughs) Just the thought of knowing the news before anyone else in the world and and me being able to bring that to them. Uh, So it all started out with, you know, I would say a first intro to broadcast journalism class. And it just went from there. That's so cool. Was that a freshman level class too? That was a freshman level class. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. So is that what you majored in? Did you at that point declare the major? Did you graduate in this? How do you get from taking that one class to the job? So again, in college, so I I went to the University of Maryland um, for my first two years. I lived on campus. And anyone that knows College Park, it's a huge campus and you meet so many different people. There's so many different things drawing your attention, right? So it kind of drew my attention away from my studies. So I stayed two years in Maryland and I was starting to fail some classes. So I said, let me take a semester off just to get my head together, right? Um, To make sure this is really what I wanted to do. So I I took a semester off. I worked in some odd jobs and I went to a smaller uh, university. It's called Bowie State University in Bowie, Maryland. And they had more journalism classes. But this college had a bigger repertoire of of classes. They taught you um, if you wanted to work in radio, you know, what that was like. If you wanted to work in like broadcast research, what that was like. If you wanted to write uh, a play or a movie script. So everything. They taught you how to use the camera, how to edit equipment. So they gave you a wide uh, variety of things to learn about. And again, I just, I dove in, took those classes. I majored in, it was called mass communications. Didn't have a minor. So I focused on, you know, the shooting part with the camera and the editing and the interviewing back and forth. So before I graduated from Bowie State University, I got a couple of job offers, right? One was at CNN and they said, yeah, you can you know, move to uh, Atlanta. You can work in our, our studios, but we're going to pay you $19,000 a year. Oh, oh. my gosh. <laughs> 
And after a couple of other jobs gave me below $20,000 of, of a job offer, I said, hmm, I went to this job fair and I actually worked in something other than broadcast because I needed to make money and a living. So I actually worked at a credit union as a debt collector. Oh my gosh. For two years. Wow. <laughs> I walked into work one day and I sat at my little cubicle and I just sat there for a minute and I looked around at everyone else and I stood up and I said, I am not going to be here for 10 years, right? This is not what I went to college for. I walked straight up to my manager's desk. His name was Bob Berger. I said, Bob, <laughs> I quit. I had no idea what I was going to do after that. So I had to pick up odd jobs and work in restaurants to try to get myself back into what I really loved doing, which was broadcast journalism. I finally uh, went to this job fair. It was in Washington, D.C., small job fair. And I met a guy who said, hey, you have a really nice personality. I'm going to pass your name and number on to my friend, Becky Bennett. She works at the Public Opinion newspaper in Chambersburg, Pennsylvania. So I packed up, moved to Chambersburg, Pennsylvania, and started working in print journalism. So from print journalism to broadcast journalism, it's how I sort of transition to make a long story short. That's awesome. We love a long story. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, it's so fascinating. Now, I know you work both as an anchor and a reporter. So how do those jobs differ? Is the schooling requirements the same? Or are they just one kind of gradually grows into the other? Tell us a little bit about that. Yeah, I definitely think one grows into the other. We all start out as reporters, right? We have to know how to report. We have to know our community and, and what their needs and wants are um, before we, I think, jump into the role of an anchor. Back in the day, you needed to go to college, get a degree, have some knowledge, right, of, um, of journalism. Now, today, it, it seems like things are changing a little bit, right? It, it doesn't seem like college is always necessary to get into this field. And nowadays, it seems like it's, you know, all in who you know and what kind of skills did you teach yourself to get to the level that you want to get to. Interesting. Some people can start with an internship and make the right connections. Once that internship is over, you keep that connection because you never know what day a job may open up for you, for example. So as you're reporting, uh, you get to practice. You know, sometimes when I started anchoring, I got the chance to like fill in anchoring is what they call it. So it would be maybe, you know, one show a week and that could, you know, increase to maybe two shows a week. Eventually you get put on the weekend shows to see how you do. Um, Monday through Friday, the, you know, 5 to 6.30, that's like the big time, right? Everybody wants the big time. But, you know, it's, it's, it's an easy transition to do that. You just have to be vocal. If you're already in a newsroom, you have to be vocal and share that with your manager that, hey, this is what I want to do. Can I try this? Can I sit on the anchor desk? Can I practice after hours? That's something that people can do. Now, if somebody were going in like the school path, like could you name some variety of majors that would work for the trajectory of both of these things? I think someone can major in anything, right? That's what makes them an expert. So if you go to school and you want to major in healthcare, or um, if you want to major in criminal justice or criminology, right? Criminology can be what you're an expert in. You don't necessarily have to major in journalism, right? Or broadcast journalism. Again, that's what you know. It's in the back of your head, you know it. You know, it's kind of like riding a bike, you never forget. But yeah, I don't necessarily think you have to major specifically in journalism. You can take a couple of journalism classes, right? To understand how to write but I don't think you have to major in that at all. That's really helpful to hear. That's really cool. Yeah. Yeah. And that makes sense. We want the people giving us our news. We want to feel confident that they 
know what they're talking about, that they understand. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So what does a typical day on the job look like for you? So there's no day that is typical, right? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I can tell you, uh, so my my station, uh, Channel 13, we started this new 4 p.m. show. Never had it before, right? It, it was a challenge for a lot of us. So our morning meeting starts at 9.30. So my day, I try to set my alarm for 7 a.m. <laughs> Hit the snooze a couple of times. Um, so when I when I wake up early, I read through the headlines, right? Um, I'm scanning Twitter, looking in my inbox for emails who contacted me, um, looking on places like uh, the Nextdoor app or Facebook groups to see what are people talking about. Um, and this is separate from getting your information from the community, right? Because my cell phone number's out there. If people have uh, something they want to say, they just, they text me, hey, Karen, can you call me about this? So we go in the meeting and we present our story ideas and it's up to the producers and the news managers all sitting around this this, this big table to say, you know what, we'd like your idea or no, let's hold on to that. We're going to put you on this. Typically, what leads the newscast is either, unfortunately, crime. So how stories would be assigned is, say, we have five reporters a day. And say, this is my day, Monday, Tuesday, I'm, I'm full-time reporter. Um, we get our stories and we are out the door as soon as we can can get out the door because we have to write the story. Well, before we write, we have to go find the people to interview. We have to, our photographer has to get video and I'm writing the story. Um, he's putting it together. We send it back to the news manager to approve our script or change anything they need or ask us questions. But we have to get all that done in a certain amount of time. So if I'm in the 4 p.m. show, <laughs> all this has to be done by story written by two o'clock. I have to track the story, hopefully get an approval and all that stuff. That's done by 2.30 so that the photographer can edit and send it back so we can be live at four, right? <laughs> so that that's a lot. Yeah. That can get frustrating at times. And um, some days you may feel like you, you have a lot of anxiety going on in you and you just have to learn how to process and deal with those days, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, other days when I'm anchoring my schedule, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, I anchor the noon show. That's an hour long show. After that show is over, I get to report a story for our 530 and six o'clock show. Okay. So when I go in, same thing happens. Meeting, you get your, your stories assigned. I'm reading over this hour-long newscast, right? It's over at one o'clock. I jump off the desk, try to eat something, mm -hmm. <laughs> you know, in a matter of 15 minutes. And then I'm out the door covering whatever story they need me to do in a matter of, what, two, three, three hours, right, to be on air. It's fast. But, you know, some days are fun. And then you have those days that are just challenging. And you have to find ways to work through that. That sounds intense. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It, it can be. <laughs> wow. Every day, repeat and, you know, start all over. Yeah. Because that's news, right? You need to find what's new every single day. Thinking of all these things, what would you say is your favorite part of, of the job and what's your least favorite part? Well, I can tell you the least favorite part is probably not getting a lunch break. <laughs> Food is important. I get that. Please eat. Yes. So the favorite, what is my favorite part of the day? There's so many. I think the favorite part of the day is when you go out and you do a type of story that will stick with you forever. Mm -hmm. You meet those people in the community and you're able to make a difference. 
whether it's someone in need and you're sharing their story. And it's not just people from central Indiana that reach out to us and that person, but it's people from like all over sending us emails. Hey, I saw your story. I live in, you know, Texas, for example, how can I get in touch with this person? I'd really like to help. Um, Those are at the end of the day, those are the stories that make you feel good, like you've made a difference, right, in your community that you live in, that you work in. I love that so much. So how does what you do now fit into like your projected career path? Is this what you hope to stay doing for a long time? Or are there like obvious next steps? Yeah, I am in it for the long haul. I'm probably going to be doing this for as long as I can. We all know nothing lasts forever. So if that day comes where I feel like I need to, you know, switch gears, right? I have a lot of, uh, not a lot of friends, but I know a lot of people who have transitioned into say public relations, right? Mm -hmm. Um, Because they've been through what we've been through, you know, working almost every holiday, you're on call sometimes on the weekends, they can, you know, you can be out having fun and they call your phone, hey, we got breaking news and it's, you know, 1030 at night, we need you to come into work. (laughs) But again, some some of those days can be fun. Again, some, you know, can be a little challenging. But yeah, I mean, this is kind of where I want to be. And I've seen myself, you know, in this news environment, you know, like local community news environment. It's awesome. I love that. So you've talked about a lot of sort of the benefits of this job, the things that you enjoy doing, the challenges, you know, for someone who may want to enter the field or dip their toes into this work, what other benefits could they expect to get from doing this work beyond obviously a paycheck? So other benefits that people can can gain, uh, because I can tell you, uh, starting off money is not one of them. <laughs> that takes a long time, probably, I don't know, maybe 10 years before you get to, you know, where you're comfortable. Wow. But, you know, some of the benefits, and I can just, you know, talk from, from personal experience, you know, I've been doing this for Gosh, the television side of it, maybe a little more than 10 years or so. It all goes back to the people that you encounter. Some of those people can become lifelong friends. Some of those people, say, for example, um, I've done like a couple of business stories and I've been tinkling with the idea of starting a business, right? I don't know the first thing about starting a business. I did a story one day, downtown Indy, and it was kind of like a press conference where there were a bunch of people from like Bank of America and investors and all that there. So you kind of mosey on over and you kind of just chit chat with them while you're getting some water and you find out who they are and you exchange business cards and you start talking to them about like your ideas that you have and they start talking to you and they're like, hey, you know, here's my card. If you ever need anything, just give me a call. We can, you know, we can talk about it. So I guess one of the bigger benefits would be it goes back to the people that you meet because you never know where you're going to be in your future. And if you might need help from one of those people that you've met before. So it's always about keeping those relationships close as well. Oh, I love that. I completely understand because I met you from interviewing me and then I said, hey, can we interview you? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. And, you know, some of the younger people think that this is all about the lights and the the fame and it's not right. It's not. It takes it takes a lot. So once they see what we go through on a daily basis, like what what you see on the outside is is 
not what the picture looks like on the inside. So yeah. So much work going into every single episode. And mm-hmm. and the need is really more for all the local stuff. The stuff nationally, that's like the, a tiny, tiny percentage of people doing this job. Yeah. Yeah. In terms of nationally, yeah. Yeah. Definitely. Okay. So what kind of personalities do you think would thrive in the day-to-day environment? Ooh, you have to be who? <laughs> <laughs> well, you have to love your job, first of all. Of course, knowing, again, that there are going to be challenges, but you have to be open. You have to have thick skin. Uh, if someone criticizes your work or the way you say something or the way you did something, the way you looked, they don't like the color shirt that you have on <laughs> that day. And especially with women, uh, you know, some of the criticism from the folks outside looking in. Uh, we call them trolls. Uh, yeah, they can they can have a feast with us, but again, you 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 have to have thick skin, hmm. and that can take some time to develop, right? Yes. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so people have to stick with it long enough to even get through that part. Yeah, you know, and I go back to to you know reporters who were just starting out. Um, if someone does criticize you, you may want to be quick and just, you know, if it's on social media, just type back what Mm. you're feeling at the time. And that's not the best thing to do because that can come back to bite you later on because what you put on social media is always going to be on social media. Good advice. (laughs) Well, along those lines with social media, I'm curious how, because I know it's obviously influenced the industry wildly. Um, Do you think that there's going to be more or less opportunities for this kind of work? How has social media changed that? Is it different now than when you were first starting the field? Yeah, it's definitely different with, you know, the invention of the cell phone, right? Everybody's on their phones. I used to live in DC and, um, you know, riding the train, most people used to read the newspaper. Um, But now this is how we get everything up to date. You know, your TikTok, your, I don't use Snapchat, but maybe that's on there to get information about what's happening in the world. We have um, people who are, you know, we call them the the wannabe reporters, right? They, They have no formal training, but they just go out and film whatever they want and, you know, call it a story and put it on their YouTube page, for example. Mm-hmm. It's definitely going to change. We've been talking about this in the newsroom a lot, like the future of television, right? Like, will people continue to, after work, just come home, sit on the sofa and turn on the TV and, and, and watch their local news? Is it fading? How can we adapt to that? Uh, we're, we're trying <laughs> by putting things uh, on social media, right? So if I'm, for example, if I'm live at a scene and my station will say, hey, can you do a Facebook Live on this? While the cameraman, of course, is filming me, but it goes on Facebook Live. Or if I'm at a scene, I just take my phone and do, you know, a selfie. This is where I am and tell them, you know, what's happening, but kind of push them to watch the news later on, mm-hmm. right? So we don't know what's going to happen. I'm excited, but I'm also kind of scared about, you know, what the next 10 years are going to bring. Right. It sounds like your schedule is already so full as it is. And now to be like, oh, and you also need to be an online content creator on top of it. Like, oh yeah, no problem. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But I'm thinking about all the people that like don't even have cable anymore. What, what are they? Are they just reading their news now? Yeah, pretty much. It's it's all on um, Facebook, mm-hmm. TikTok nowadays. Um, my station, we do. We had someone last year who was a dedicated. She all she focused on was you know like getting our stuff on TikTok. Okay, but again, leading people back to watch the newscast. So um, we have to be creative. Yeah, um, just like the rest of the world. Yeah, and and how do we adapt? 
how do we keep viewers? Right. Along those lines, what would you tell someone who's thinking about entering the field? In terms of where we are heading with technology, make sure that you're up to date on the new gadgets. If you don't do Instagram videos of yourself or videos, like practice doing that. Know what you look like in front of a camera. Know how you sound in front of a camera. Just practice in front of your cell phone because this is probably the future. But yeah, I would just recommend they become familiar with editing software and just practice. Such good advice for pretty much any industry, right? (laughs) Well, is there anything else that you would like to tell our listeners before we let you go? If you are thinking about going into the field of journalism, be smart, (laughs) first of all. Know what you want. Be willing to speak up if you're going in for an interview, right? Say you got that interview with the news manager and he's like, I I like your stuff. Um, You know, this is what we can offer. Uh, Never take the first answer. Be willing to bargain, but you have to let them know what you are worth. Don't let them make you feel that you are worth less than what you believe that you are. As long as you have the skills, right? As long as you're confident in yourself, confidence is a big thing. Um, Go forward. You know, you can do it. All you have to do is just do it. I love that. Karen, thank you so much for chatting with us today. We really appreciate you taking the time to be here and I hope our listeners enjoyed it. I know that Robin and I really did. Yes. Thank you so much. Yeah. Thanks for having me. Career Chats is hosted by Katie Huddleston and Robin Coney. Show notes and guest info can be found on our website, careerchats.show. If you enjoyed this episode, we'd love you to subscribe and share this podcast with your friends. Until next time, stay curious.